Good morning and thanks again for joining me for another episode of Through Different Eyes podcast. Today, um, I want to do something a little bit unusual. I don't normally do this. However, I'm new to the Twitter thing. And after last week's episode, well, a couple weeks ago now, of Housewives of Potomac, I decided to hop on and read what the dogs and Andy Cohen (laughs) have been talking about. Um, Twitter can get serious. And I've been reading some things that have me floored. So... I noticed that people have been really upset about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Um, He reportedly tried to back out of the deal and was threatened with legal action, probably because of the amount of money that was promised in the deal. And the company was like, "Uh, excuse me, excuse me, one more money. So he is now, as I record this, over that particular social media platform and many celebrities have jump ship they don't want to support it they don't want to be a part of it they don't want anything to do with him or his ideas right but my question is as far as the way that people use the platform did his taking over really change things was this how it was before and by this I mean were there still people saying and doing things that were outlandishly like bold from their phone or from the keyboard of their computer because if so my goodness notice a lot of things about Twitter number one people can be vicious And number two, people are not stupid. As we've noticed, um, if you watch any sort of reality TV or even the news, people take to Twitter and they make comments and they will call out when they feel like they've been made, when they feel like they are being made fools of. And... Even though some people, you know, they say things and it's pretty funny. Other people say things and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you just typed that. But I guess they feel there's no consequence for it. Although with Elon Musk, there has been some consequence for certain things. But those things are few and far between. At least from where I sit, I am new to the platform and I feel like all of the information and everything that you can be inundated with on this particular app should have been overwhelming to everyone a long time ago. But people live on it. They thrive on it. I mean, shoot, I've found agents to query on it. So I'm quite sure people can find anything and everything that they want to see, know about, hear, or do on Twitter. Still, even with the new individual at the helm. So what I wanted to talk about today that I usually don't do because it is reality TV and oh my goodness, I wasn't going to use my platform for this, but why not? We're going to talk about Robin and Giselle, Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant. 
and these narratives that they spin or try to spin. At the time that I'm recording this, the two of them appeared on Watch What's Happens Live. Watch What's Happens Live. That sounds terrible. Watch What Happens Live, which was hosted by Andy Cohen, who is an executive producer of the Housewives franchises at Bravo TV. And Watch What Happens Live is a show that comes on after um, some of the Housewives shows. And he asks questions of his special guests. I've heard from people who have attended that it is a kickback, laid back atmosphere. He has a DJ, he has someone serving drinks. And then you sit with him in that living room area with the bar in the corner and you answer questions. The later it gets, the more drinks you've probably had, the looser your lips are, and it can be a lot of fun. I've watched a few episodes, not many, um, but what I've watched has been actually quite funny. So it's not a bad show. You may hear during this segment and others a cat meowing. That is my kitty, my kitty Lusty. And sometimes she likes to come and talk to me. And I try to keep her quiet. That's her in the background there. Uh, getting back to the topic, folks are not fooled by a spin. Maybe a twist in a fictional movie or a show, but not on reality TV and apparently not on social media either. So here's why I say folks are not fooled by a spin. One of the huge things that happened this season on the Housewives of Potomac was down in Miami at Peter Griffin's restaurant, Peter Griffin. Oh my goodness, Peter Thomas, sorry. At Peter Thomas restaurant, um, bar one down on the beach. Mia, a character, confronted Dr. Wendy Osefo about something that Peter, the owner, had told her that she knew nothing about that had nothing to do with her. Mia Thornton called herself trying to get Dr. Wendy together and advising her on how she needs to behave in business and in personal relationships when you are coming to town, you need to let somebody know that you're coming down. And Dr. Wendy was having none of it. Dr. Wendy is an educated woman, as she has so frequently reminded us. <laughs> she has successful careers and jobs in her own right. And she is someone who is not just going to let you treat her any kind of way. She has a way with using her words. That may hurt your feelings. That may come off condescending. And I feel like once you poke the bear, that's just what happens. What comes at you is your fault. During the exchange at the table, Dr. Wendy says something that hits a nerve with Mia. And she says, and it's something like, uh, you know, that may be how you and your husband play. But me and my husband don't do that with regards to... Mia Thornton making the comment that she should have called Peter to let her him know that she would be in town. And Dr. Wendy was right in saying that, now why would I do that? I wasn't coming down here to do a business deal with him. 
I had no idea that this trip that I was invited on that I'm not coordinating was one where I would be even coming here to this particular location. So she didn't see how that made any sense. Long story short, Mia threw her drink on Dr. Wendy Osefo and then when Wendy got riled up and started saying more things that got Mia upset instead of being able to use her words she threw her clutch at Dr. Wendy and hit her with it before security um, was able to actually move her away from the table now this was reminiscent of a more popular, more raunchy show. It's definitely not why I watch Housewives, even though there have been skirmishes with other women on other franchises. Now, here's why I'm talking about the spin. During this exchange, Robin Dixon pulled out her phone with the bright light shining and says to Giselle, who sat next to her per usual, I'm going to go ahead and record this because I don't need anybody saying that something happened that didn't happen. Now, this was not done for Wendy's benefit. This was done because Robin was being petty. Because Wendy called her out for being mannish in an earlier episode and for her friend Sharice having to get between them when Robin advanced towards her um, in kind of an angry manner. Robin denies it and production proved that yes it did happen and Robin doesn't have that great of a memory. So Robin was recording, you're antagonizing her Wendy, you're antagonizing her Wendy, if you're going to fight, then fight. If not, then you need to be quiet. Okay, so you're telling Wendy that she's antagonizing Mia, but you're antagonizing Wendy. You see how that works? doesn't help. None of it helps. And so on social media, especially on Twitter, the fans have been dragging Robin and Giselle for their behavior and their treatment of Dr. Wendy Acefo. Dr. Wendy is the only one that they claimed was in the wrong during this exchange. Dr. Wendy is the one that they touted in their confessionals to not like. And even though Mia did this, I just don't like Wendy. And people don't like that because it isn't fair. You are allowing someone a pass to do foolish things and to commit minor assaults because you like them and that makes it okay so Robin and Giselle ended up going on to watch what happens live and Andy Cohen asked them a question about the situation Robin's response was well when I took out my phone um, I was trying to help Wendy because I didn't want her to do anything that would put her job in jeopardy to which myself, the crowd in the studio, and all of Twitter on Bravo and her channel responded, that's rubbish, rubbish, my dear. There was nothing in what she said that would indicate any sort of support for Wendy. 
who was the person who was assaulted. Now, Wendy did say some things that would trigger a person who is not able to use their words as well. Candace also has that, um, has that ability to say something to you that might make the rest of us cackle or go, ooh, because it hits like a slap. It does. Um, and the things that Wendy said that would have been fighting words weren't said until after the drink and the clutch were thrown. Everyone feels like Robin was wrong. And yet she tried to put a spin on it when she sat in front of Andy Cohen and in front of that Bravo TV camera on Watch What Happens Live. There's a spin. There's there's a spin. Don't spin it. No, I don't like her and I felt like, you know, it wasn't right that the drink was thrown in her face. But she didn't have to escalate it. She could have walked away. Now, if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. Don't act like you're trying to save your friend because you don't even like her from losing her job because you don't care. Let's be honest. You don't care. You don't care, my dear. Where's the line drawn? I just want to know where the line is drawn. Like, when you're doing reality TV, the lines become blurred because social media is a big part of the reality TV thing. Scripted television, not so much. Reality TV, you know, social media is where the narratives continue. It's where the narratives are pushed a lot of the time. And the lines become blurred. So it's also where we tweet with you when we watch the show. That's a thing now. Um, it's, it's interesting because it seems like there is no line now. It is what it is, right? It's crazy. Another question that I have is, are we showing our lives for real or are we just trying to be a part of the Mean Girl crew? So, look. Maybe Monique Samuels is right about some of the broads being for real and happy in life. But I do not watch a Housewives of anything reality TV show for fights. Maybe a little argument, maybe a little shade. But what I want to see is the ladies going out, having a good time doing stuff that regular people like me may not be able to do because they can afford it. I want to see the fashions. I want to see the homes. And yeah, maybe there's conflict or real life things that happen in your life that your girls come and support you. Maybe you guys disagree, but I don't think that it should ever get to be physical or as taunting as to make someone want to knock the hell out of you. Like, that's crazy to me. That's like some mob wives type stuff. Seriously? This is housewives. This is supposed to be something totally different. But you know what? Maybe it isn't anymore. These shows grow and evolve, and maybe they don't. Um, Like I say, I kind of watch it to see how folks who aren't like me live. If I can look at Bravo TV or Real Housewives of something 
and I can see the same thing that I can see sitting on my porch and looking across the street or next door, then why am I watching the show? I think that the producers need to think about that. And I think that y'all need to revisit who y'all have and what y'all have and what y'all are allowed to do and how mean you're allowing people to get. Like, this is insane. I don't want to be sent back to seventh grade. What I want is to see something else. Like, marrying millions with something else. Like, selling, what is it? Selling Los Angeles. The real estate show where the people are brokering deals to sell real estate of houses that are six and 13 and $40 million. Like, this is what I am watching for. If I want to see women who are behaving the same way that the neighbor that I talked about in my neighbor's episode does, go check that out. Then I don't need to watch the show. It's not escapism for me at that point. It isn't. The window into your life shows that your life is just like my life and that's not what we're doing. <laughs> am I wrong about that? I don't think I am. Um, this is making me feel like, you know, I could have had a V8, to be quite honest. Remember that commercial? There was a commercial for V8 juice. Clamato juice, tomato juice, I don't know. It's supposed to be this really healthy juice. And what you do, what would happen is there would be someone doing something that was supposed to be so exciting. And then you have one person who just has that look on their face like, this is not it. And then the tagline was, I could have had a V8. And that's how I'm kind of starting to feel. I could have had a V8. Anyway, so I have these talks that I do, these live talks on the Wisdom app, and I was asked if I felt that social media has in essence brought people together or pushed them farther apart. And I think that it has done both. I think that there are things that come out in social media that would never have come out before to help us do things like bring justice to people who deserve it crimes being committed um, gain insight into things that help law enforcement stay on top of solving crimes that otherwise would have gone cold or not have been solved bringing justice to the victims I think that interpersonal relationships suffer and I've said this before because people do things and they post things and those things might be true those things might not be true. However, sometimes those things are really mean and really terrible. And it can be exponentially worse on social media because social media is hip access. It's on your phone, you know? Anyway, getting back to the spin. I feel, and I don't think I'm alone in this, that... The spin on Watch What Happens Live was simply because 
the reactions of the YouTubers and the bloggers and the fans of the Bravo verse are not liking the behavior of these ladies. And where can we voice our opinions? Well, we can voice them on social media. And the issue that I have is that now these women have gone on the cleanup tour to try and say, oh, well, no, but this is what the intent was and it was edited out. Production gets blamed for everything. Oh, no, it's edited. Sweetie, you gave that footage for us to see. And there was nothing in that footage, probably the raw footage either, that showed you doing anything other than what you were doing. So own it. Robin Dixon also says, well, you know, I'm not on reality TV to be perfect. And so I don't pretend to be. And if people get upset at my behavior, then it just means you're enjoying the show. Well, no, I don't think people are enjoying it. I think that people are riled up and they don't like what they're seeing, right? I don't know, it's just very interesting to me that, you know, all publicity and all stunts are considered good as long as it brings attention to what you're doing. Yikes. Didn't Ted Bundy move to Florida to bring attention to what he was doing so that he could be caught? Isn't that a theory? I'm just saying, is that really the line of reasoning that we want to take? Anyway, I've spent too long on this and I am going to continue watching so that I can finish the reviews of it. On my YouTube channel, that is the franchise right now that gets more views. A lot of people have actually tuned out of Salt Lake City for the same type of issue. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So hey, this has been another episode of the Through Different Eyes podcast, and I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. I see some countries on my list that I can't believe that there are people actually listening to my podcast so far away from me. But thank you for listening, and I hope that you will continue to join. Anyway, um, this has been Through Different Eyes. From the book of the same name, the series of the same name. Book two will be out very soon, and I hope that you guys will come back again and join me. Let's make it a great day, and remember to be kind. I'll talk to you on the next one.